The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Devo. Well, that escalated quickly. As in four runs in just one plus inning for Danny Duffy and four runs in just one inning for Franklin Morales. As Cleveland absolutely clobbers the Royals 10-3 and evens up this series at one game apiece with the rubber game coming Thursday afternoon at 1. It's Davo, and I am glad you're along for another edition of Clubhouse Conversation. This is your dish, where we will preview tomorrow's finale with Cleveland and the matchup of good old Edinson Volquez against Corey Kluber. We'll talk about that coming up and break down this game, including whether or not you should be worried about Danny Duffy. We'll talk about that here momentarily. But first, our player of the game tonight, Kendris Morales. The big home run, at the time at least, brought the Royals back to within two. The two-run shot in the fourth inning. With two outs, scoring Lorenzo Kane, And that makes only him and Mike Moustakis with three players of the game so far this year on Clubhouse Conversations. So Kendry's ties moves for that coveted Clubhouse Conversation Player of the Year award that we'll award at the end of the season based on players of the game. And yeah, his fourth home run of the year for Morales. Just crushed the ball. With two outs in the fourth, like I said, it drove in Lorenzo Kane, And really tonight, outside of Brandon Finnegan and Chris Young, that was about the only bright spot for the Royals. I mean, offensively, KC was rough tonight. And a lot of that goes to Carlos Carrasco. Pitched a nice game for Cleveland. But the Royals did hit some balls very hard tonight. There are some great defensive plays, namely the one by Lonnie Chisenhall. There in the fifth inning, who, I mean, Chisenhall makes two great defensive plays and then drops the pop-up. So, you know, that's baseball, that figures. But the Royals got a little bit of a, you know, a taste of their own medicine a couple of times tonight from Cleveland. So the Royals did hit some balls hard, but then again, you got to give a lot of credit to the man, Carrasco. I mean, you strike out Alex Gordon on the night a total of four times. Three of those times on uh, the changeup and breaking ball down to Gordon. Wasn't his night tonight. Rough night. He'll come back tomorrow. So the golden sombrero for Alex, and no Royal had two hits tonight. So just not much to talk about outside of Kane's triple and outside of Morales' home run. What else was there? Not much. And pitching-wise, same thing. Danny Duffy, the worst start we've seen him have. Well, let's correct that. That's not the worst. There were two worst because there were two games where he came out early with elbow and arm injuries. Those are the only two starts, though, in his career that have been worse than tonight as far as length of time he went. Tonight's definitely his worst true start of his career at the Major League level. One plus inning, four runs on six hits with two hit batters. And let's keep in mind, the three outs Duffy got, one of them came on a beautiful outfield assist from Lorenzo Cain. That's our play of the game is gutting out the runner at home plate. No idea why Cleveland sent him there. I I was at the game. I didn't see if he ran through the stop sign or not. So I don't know if he did or not. Jason Kipnis. Let me know if you happen to see that or not. Missed that sitting there at the game. But one plus inning for Duffy. So one of his three outs came in an outfield assist. The ball was hit hard all over. It was a, a nice move by Ned Yost to get him out when he did. Duffy sees his ERA you know, balloon up to 4-5-5. Could have been a lot worse had Brandon Finnegan not come in and gotten that nice double play ball. Just one of those nights for Duffy. We got a tweet earlier from John asking, should we be worried about Duffy? No. No, he's fine. 
It's just, I mean, there was just one of those nights. He didn't have any command tonight. No command at all. Was wild. I mean, he hits a couple of batters, misses Salvi's target by a couple of feet several times, and balls hit hard. And, and let's give Cleveland some credit also. We've been saying, yes, their offense has been porous so far this year. But for the last week, I've been telling you, this Cleveland offense is going to wake up soon. It's just a matter of time. They got Nick Swisher back in the lineup this series, and I understand he's not a marquee player on that team, but a nice supporting cast member, a nice, you know, Extra piece. And they've got Jan Gomes, who I believe is their third or fourth best offensive player, or at least will be. He'll be back here soon at the catcher position. So, I mean, Cleveland, those two guys coming back is going to help huge. And they're just, they're not this bad offensively. They're going to start hitting. We're going to see, I mean, Carlos Santana getting on base, drawing walks at a ridiculous rate like he always does. You know the home runs and power are going to come from him. Brantley's going to hit some more. You just know Bourne's not going to hit 190 or whatever he's hitting the whole season. You just know Cleveland's going to get more out of their offense. So let's give them some credit tonight. They were due for a big game. I think they've got a good offensive ball club. Before the year, I thought they might have the best in the Central, which might sound stupid to say that now. But on paper, and with some of these guys, some of these names, and some of these guys coming into their prime years, I mean, you would think that Cleveland might be a bit better than they have been. And I believe they will be. So let's give them some credit tonight and not totally say Duffy was awful. It's just one of those nights. Tip your cap. Move on. Brandon Finnegan, nice job. Like I said, two and two-thirds. Did walk three, but struck out two. Only allowed one run on one hit. Nice job by Chris Young, bailing him out, facing seven, retiring seven, getting him out of the bases loaded jam. Chris Young was awesome tonight. And if you want to second-guess Ned Yost a bit tonight, you can. I really thought the Royals, after you know seven up, seven down from Young, who had only thrown at that point, what, 35 pitches about? I really thought at that point they could have run Young out for another inning. And I understand you can't throw him five, six innings because then you lose him for another five days. You just did lose him for five days. But I'm saying one more inning there that gets him up. You know, 50 pitches, you know, three days off max. He's ready in Detroit by Saturday. That's not true. It'll be Sunday, I guess. So I guess Ned's thinking was I want him available to piggyback with Jeremy Guthrie in case it's another rough start for Jay Guts on Saturday. And that's why I'm assuming he went to Franklin Morales, A. Because, I mean, the Royals had come back and made it a 5-3 game after the home run. So you go to Franklin Morales, you've got all the momentum back. You're within two. I mean, the Royals had, uh, you know, the tying run on base with Kendris Morales at first base and Salvi up in a count of 2-0. But Salvi uh, pulled the trigger on a pitch that probably wasn't a strike. Not a hittable pitch. Not a good hittable pitch, at least. But you come back out. To, to me, you, I mean, before the inning, I said, you know, throw Chris Young one more inning. Get him through the seventh. But at the same time, I guess Ned wants... Young available by Saturday, A. And the B is Cleveland, of course, has a ton of left-handed and switch hitters in that lineup. So it makes sense to go ahead with Morales. I mean, if he doesn't pitch against this team, if you can't trust him down two against a primarily left-handed slash switch hitting lineup, you probably can't ever trust him. So you've got to use the guys on your team. You've got to use your parts. So I'm not going to blast Ned for tonight or anything. I just thought that you could argue. I mean, I did at the time before Morales allowed the runs. I did think it was the incorrect move. I thought they should have gotten one more morning with Young, but it's no big deal. I understand why he did that, and it probably wouldn't have mattered. The Royals probably weren't going to win this game. I mean, yes, the at-bats change. Cleveland's pitching changes. Maybe the Royals aren't pulling all their starters and bringing in guys like Calixte and Francisco Pena and Paulo Orlando. I mean, the whole game could have changed differently, but in the end, the Royals probably just lost this game fair and square. Cleveland hit the ball tonight. Nice job by Cleveland. Carlos Carrasco was pretty good on the mound, and you saw a couple nice plays from Cleveland. Namely at third base from Chisholm Hall, not counting the drop pop-up. So just one of those nights. And Franklin Morales, I mean, tough night for him. His ERA balloons up to 4-9-1 now. Four runs on four hits and a walk. I mean, that leadoff walk there in the seventh was just a killer. And there was a bloop that 
probably should have been caught. Lorenzo Cain misread that, took a couple steps back, and it dropped in front of him, just out of the reach of Christian Colon and Omar Infante, a, a play that's normally made by the Royals and Kane. So, yeah, there was that. I mean, there was that one hit that wasn't really a hit that was allowed by Morales. But otherwise, the leadoff walk in Cleveland was just blasting the ball all over the park besides that. So, a rough one. Hopefully, he can turn the page and soak in the Royals and move on to tomorrow. Cleveland improves to 10-16. and 16, The Royals drop to 17-10. and 10. Thankfully, Detroit's bullpen showed their true colors tonight for one of the first times this year and blew a game. And the White Sox emerged victorious over Detroit. So, the Royals do remain in first place, which is good. Anytime Detroit loses, that's good. I'm more concerned about wins and losses right now for the Royals and then about Detroit you know, racking up some losses. Every game they lose, it becomes easier for the Royals to hold them off and, and recapture the AL Central for the first time and win a division for the first time since 1985. Hard to believe it's been that long since the Royals won a division. Now tomorrow, the rubber game, it's school day at the K, so you can look forward to a lot of shallow outfield pop-ups being celebrated as home runs. I always get a kick out of that. And I was that kid, too. I, 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 it's great, you know? It's kind of cute. Can, I, can a grown man say the word cute? It's kind of cute hearing all the kids get so excited about an infield pop-up. So you look forward to that tomorrow and hopefully look forward to a Royals win. A good matchup out there if you like pitching. Edinson Volquez, who brings in a 2-1-0 ERA against Corey Kluber, a 4-6-2. Kluber's been getting lit up. Coming off four earned runs in five innings, his last start against Toronto. Before that... The Royals got him for four earned runs and ten hits and six and a third. So, Volquez has been really good, obviously. Five hits and two runs. He was a tough luck loser against David Price in Detroit on Saturday. His first start against Cleveland this year. What do we think of this game? I think it's a slight KC favor. It's a toss-up game, though. I just have a feeling. It just feels like, and I was talking to my buddy Tony tonight as we sat by and home played at the K. I was just talking to my buddy Tony saying, it feels like one of those games where Volquez might go eight, nine innings. I, I, I hate saying that because I just have a weird feeling Volquez is going to throw a gem, like a shutout or a one-run type game. Just a feeling. I mean, the Royals need the innings out of him. You know, sitting down Pino, you no longer have him in long relief. You basically don't have Finnegan or Young in long relief tomorrow. So you're kind of one day without long relief tomorrow. So you pray for no extra innings games, and you hope that Volquez can give you seven innings. I suppose even if he goes seven and the game goes 10 or 11, you're still covered with Matson and, and Holland and Davis and Frazier could go again. I would assume Kelvin Herrera begins his suspension tomorrow. I thought he would today, but I'm assuming for sure tomorrow, or else Ned wouldn't have brought him in in this game tonight if he didn't think he was going to be starting that tomorrow. You don't bring him in down seven runs in the eighth after he already pitched last night if you think he's going to be here tomorrow. So most likely you don't have Herrera for the next Anywhere from five to seven games, I would assume. We'll find out officially on that suspension. But I like the Royals tomorrow. I do. I think Corey, Corey Kluber's due for a better game. He's going to come back to the mean. I think he's probably going to throw more of like a seven-inning, two- or three-run start tomorrow. The Royals aren't going to score probably a lot of runs against him. But I think Volquez will be better. I like the Royals tomorrow in a close one. Let's hope they get it because we got a tough weekend series ahead with Detroit in the Motor City. We'll have it all weekend here on Clubhouse Conversation. One more ninja plug here for our Bill Pakoda interview. Hopefully you were able to check that out yesterday. And we will have a current player interview coming up here as well. So subscribe on iTunes if you haven't yet to Clubhouse Conversation. Follow us on Facebook, uh, Twitter. You can get those links here from the website. Like I said, subscribe to iTunes on the website here. Just click on the links there in the main page. The different icons, I should say. And keep following us here at clubhouseconversation.com as well. Spread the word if you like us. We appreciate that. Thanks so much. Have a great night and go Royals.